Welcome everyone. This is your host Joel Sid and you are tuning into Rehuman podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about human capital and the future of emerging technologies. So on today's episode we'll be talking about IoT, which is Internet of Things, how it's impacting our current lives, what's the future of Internet of Things looks like, and have we gone too far? And what's even going too far means? So for this conversation I invited a friend of mine he's involved in this space and I'm super excited to bring you this conversation and I hope this conversation can help you either with your business or if you're going through a career transition so without wasting any time let's do this Welcome back everyone. This is your host Joel Sid and I'm with my good friend Fifi and he has a lot of exposure with Internet of Things. So we'll be discussing the implications of Internet of Things and the business of Internet of Things. So welcome to the episode Fifi. Thanks for having me. This is my uh, my very first episode ever. Yes, this is your very first episode. Thanks and for having me and the coffee. The coffee is great. <laughs> You're very welcome. I I needed coffee this morning to wake myself up. So yeah, no, I, I, I drink coffee for the taste. Terrible idea, but I drink coffee for the taste. And if I have too much, yeah, it gets it gets testy. I had this uh, Vietnamese coffee once. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it just, I was just wired all day. It was just like zoom, zoom, zoom everywhere we went. It was, it was yeah, I wouldn't do that again. But yeah, no, thank you for the coffee. No, no worries. Yeah, there are different kind of coffees. Like, did it have a lot of caffeine in it or... I, I would assume that it was concentrated because it was uh it was it was cold press okay cold press coffee so it tasted great <laughs> but yeah it, it, it definitely gave me a, gave me a run for my money wow well I'm gonna look into this kind of coffee <laughs> so we have talked about matcha and different kind of coffees that can have neuroenhancing properties so I'm totally gonna look into it. But that's one of those things that could be connected to uh, to like our current topic the Internet of Things. Because if I had a, a Fitbit that was monitoring my heart rate, it would tell me that, hey, you're doing something that is causing you to be too elevated. And that mm. would either prompt the restaurant to stop feeding me coffee <laughs> or kick me out. You need to wait right here. Before we get further into it, let's talk about what is IoT. So the audience who have never heard about what is Internet of Things, can you explain us what is it? So the Internet of Things is... Uh, it's like the same concept as the, the I've heard it I've heard it described somewhere as being an evolution of the internet of people. When the internet started, I was more about connecting people, connecting people's experiences, people talking to each other, right? And then now it's just systems talking to systems. The evolution going from you, your own experience to the system's experience of your environment. So it's more or less an interpretation of what it thinks that you're experiencing and then con- converting that data into all, or passing that data on, onto a network that understands and then takes certain action based on those da- that data that is collected. Wow. That's, I, I like that. I like the part where you said it's like human beings, right? But now, as opposed to human beings talking, your machines are talking. I like that. That's, that's such a simplified but on-point explanation to something like this because essentially that's what's happening all your machines all over the world yeah um as long as they have a common interface kind of like 
two people can only communicate when they have a common language that they can understand. Yeah. So as long as they have the common platform where the data can make sense, all these things globally, they, they can talk. Like it could be your watch, like your smartwatch, your iPhone, your iPad, your, your heat sensors, you name it. So yeah. I, I love the explanation. You didn't go in super technical, kept it on point. Love it. What do you think is the current state of Internet of Things is? Where, where we are using Internet of Things? I think we're, like, it's, it's been around for a little bit of time, but not a lot of people are aware of its states, and people are still, um, if you want to consider it being independent nodes, not necessarily connected to the entire environment of it. Right? So right now, um, like I'm, as I'm sitting here, my watch is monitoring my heart rate yeah. and telling me the time. Now, it's not really doing very much of anything else, but... <laughs> It could technically be connected to my car. Yeah. Who knows what my body temperature is and who know the distance I am from it. So as I approach it, it starts, it mm-hmm. regulates its internal temperature, and then I sit out. Mm-hmm. But they're not on the same network at this time. Mm-hmm. So the watch is now an independent node. The car is an independent node because it collects its own data. Mm-hmm. The current state, as I see it, is not, we're still missing the, the common platform for everything to communicate properly. Yeah. Right. But it is it is rapidly getting there. We have toasters that are talking to people, not necessarily doing very much else outside of that. Mm-hmm. And but once everything starts connecting to everything, it's gonna be so it, it's it's gonna be an epic experience. Uh, a few years ago I read this uh I read it was supposed to be a joke. I read this joke where uh, this guy makes a phone call to a pizza a pizza company. Yeah. And uh, he orders uh, some really high fat pizza. And uh, the pizza tells him that according to his doctor's records, he shouldn't be, his calorie content is too high. And so he changes his order. And as the order is coming to him, it comes like he realizes that, oh, um, according to police records, your building is not very secure. So maybe you should meet us someplace else. And as he <laughs> takes his car, his car tells him, oh, according to your records, your license is suspended. So am I going to go anywhere? <laughs> right? So the scenario like that. <laughs> That's a funny example. So in an s- example like this, we are still talking about an individual independent ecosystem, which is like Google's ecosystem or Amazon or Microsoft's ecosystem. But we are not talking about a city's ecosystem where every single thing is kind of connected and you are part of the big ecosystem of things. Yes. Where city can say, hey, you are not home. You shouldn't be wasting your electricity. So everyone can kind of like collaborate and Let's say I have solar panels on my roof mm-hmm. and I have abundance of electricity. I can donate or I, not donate. I can actually sell that electricity to the city. So I think that will be truly an essence where we, we are building these smart cities mm-hmm. where cities are interactive, yeah. just like people, right? As I realize, like as more and more technologies are coming, I think we are going into evolution how it's like to be a new human being because the new human beings, they want to be connected even though it sacrifices our privacy. Correct. But here's the question, when it's too much. So right now there are fridges that can tell you that you are running low on your milk. Correct. And they will place an order to Amazon Mm -hmm. and Amazon will deliver your milk, okay? Mm -hmm. Are we feeding into the era of consumerism, materialism through this IoT? Or are we really using this for betterment of ourselves? A little bit of both, right? Because mm-hmm. the consumerism thing eliminates choice in a matter of your fridge automatically ordering you milk. What if you don't want to drink milk anymore? 
what if now you want to be almond milk and not necessarily like, like is it going to, how is it going to know? But it's going to buy for you anyways. So the ecosystem of the milk is, is still getting whatever they need. You, on the other hand, have now, are now restricted mm-hmm. to what the fridge has decided that you need. Right? So where is that, where is that barrier? Like the human, once we eliminate the entire human experience, it might as well be the matrix and plugged in. It, that it, is it, the only way that honestly, will know. Fe- fe- well, right now with uh, biometric data that we are yes. collecting, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, you gave one of the really good examples. You're like, you know what? What if my watch knew that I had too much caffeine mm-hmm. and be like, hey, you need to stop, right? These biometric sensors that we are building that are connecting us to the overall ecosystem, I think that's a good start. The thing is, do you want your machines to take actions on your behalf or remind you to take your own actions, right? Because if you tell the machine to stop you, then at that point, it could stop you from driving. Mm-hmm. It, could, it, it could interpret that as you being in, impaired, right? Now, that interpretation, because it's on a network, allows for manipulation by others, right? So now, your desires that you've inputted into the system mm-hmm. says, stop me. The system inputs it as, make me incapacitated. So <laughs> then, it shocks you and keeps you at... Now, technically, by definition, it has stopped you. It has done its job. But was that what you intended? You're you absolutely right. And I think there are certain situations where it's better for them to take on. Mm-hmm. And there are certain situations where we, we just want to be reminded. We still want the autonomy. We still we want, want that, that choice where we feel like, hey, we are in control as humans, right? If to, today I want to eat a lot of sweets. Mm-hmm. which I've been doing for the past three, four days. <laughs> I've been eating so much garbage stuff, but I know it's bad for me. Mm-hmm. In the next three or four days, I'm going to be in course correction, right? Mm-hmm. As humans, we make stupid choices, but at the same time, because we have these ever-evolving brains, we can always pivot. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Like and your body will adapt. Your body will also adapt. Whereas machines, they're they, very much rigid right now, yes as if no. right now. Yeah, yes they or yes no. Yes or no. Yeah. Right, the fluidity is, is is still true or false. So now let's talk about human performance. Do you think it would be beneficial for us to connect, let's say, a biometric chip, go to work, be more focused? Because right now there is something called aura ring, mm-hmm. right? You put that ring on, it monitors your sleep. So when you wake up in the morning, it connects to the internet and it uploads all your information. When you look at your phone app, it tells you what kind of sleep you had. And when you wake up in the morning, I forgot exactly what it's called, but it tells you which state you are in. What that means is, are you in a state to go for a jog, aerobic exercise? Are you in a state to do heavy workouts? Mm -hmm. Are you in a state to do more yoga type of workout, more fluid motions, Mm -hmm. right? And most people, and I was shocked when I actually heard about this because I had no idea. Because certain days, I'm good to go. I was like, let's go and lift weights. And other days, I just won't feel like myself. So what I would do is I'll force myself, instead of listening to my body, I would be like, okay, let's have pre-workout, let's add some caffeine and try to push ourselves. But by not listening to our body, and it's not like we don't want to listen to our body, it's just we don't know what to listen to. And I think Aura Ring is that first step towards getting to know ourselves so we can have higher peak performance. But now just imagine... If we had something like a biometric chip or something Mm -hmm. that's connected to us, constantly monitoring our vitals, Mm -hmm. 
Do we have enough sleep? Mm-hmm. Stress levels? Cortisol levels? Every single thing while we are at work and optimizes us, tell you that today is the day for your peak performance. And you can only know which days are your peak performance days is when Here you know. collected. Exactly. What do you think are the pros and cons of doing such thing like having literally a chip or some kind of device that's constantly connected to us and has so much information about us? In, in performance perspective, that is, that is always a good thing. By, by all standards, all more information is always a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the work setting, depending on the type of work, for example, um, depending on the level of attention that is required, mm-hmm. depending on your capacity to make certain judgments, mm-hmm. depending on all these factors, yeah, it can contribute to a higher peak performance mm-hmm. at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And it can also remove or, uh, what do you call it, eliminate you from certain decision-making processes. And in the sense of saying, based on your biometrics, you shouldn't be making these kind of decisions at this time. Now, but that restricts you. At that point in time, the machine might as well be making the decisions. Because but you are making the decision. Machine is just providing you providing with the you data. Providing you with input, saying that you probably yeah. shouldn't be making that type of decision mm-hmm. in that state. Mm-hmm. Right? But it brings us to the concept of which, what we've you know, historically come to understand as being our instinct, mm-hmm. which is not really quantifiable. It's, you feel it. It's not really measurable, True. right? It's, it's almost like these, philosoph- you know, these people will tell you how you're connected to the ether in some sense. Mm-hmm. And then based on that, you're, you as a person are receiving these, whatever it is. And so you make, it doesn't make sense, but you have this gut feeling. <laughs> now, how does the machine interpret your gut feeling? There must be some kind of chemical changes happening in our Maybe. body. If it's able to pick that up, then it gives you a whole a new understanding of yourself. And at that point in time, yes, it's like, yes, that is a gut feeling, but it's also not the right feeling. Let it go, mm-hmm. right? And if you can trust it in that sense, then yeah, your peak performance days will be great. Now, I'm going to take an example from a uh, quadriplegic, somebody who's, who's been in an accident, your body has gone through a tragic experience, mm-hmm. all your, your uh, bodily functions are kind of degrading, right? And you actually have to be counterintuitive to, to bring yourself back up. So with your biometrics measuring, saying that today is not a day to go for a run, mm-hmm. but you should go for a run because that is the only way that your body is going to respond and pick itself back up. So the machine is telling you that your body is not, is not ready to do that. It really isn't. But if you don't push it past its limits, you will not recover. So there's a counter-argument to that, yeah. Right? So, you, you, so you ha- it, it's giving you the information saying that you are not, you're not qualified for this activity. However, if you do not partake in that activity, you will never be qualified for that activity. That, that's a very good argument. Right? Their body naturally will be more protective of them pushing the limit. Just mm-hmm. like our body, if you are an entrepreneur, your body is not used to being under that kind of stress. It's naturally going to say, hey, dial down. Yeah. But what do we know about 90% of the entrepreneurs? If you don't push it. Push it to the it. limit. So if you don't push it, you won't really make it. So you are absolutely right. Like body's mechanism is to protect ourselves. And how do we make that judgment when to push it, when not to push it? And when- that, is, that, is, that is the concern, right? Mm-hmm. And that doctors are, this, are there to keep you in what has considered to be the healthier state. 
Status quo. Status quo. And, and average. And they don't, they, don't, they don't take into factor the things that you're trying to achieve. Those come secondary to your health. Right? You are absolutely so right. So the doctor says, don't go for a run. You, on the other hand, want to be a triathlon master. Who's, who, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to listen to what your doctor is saying? Or are you going to be fulfilled as a person and do your desires? What you want to do versus what your body, versus what your body is able to do. Right? We've heard a lot of athletes say that they didn't think that their bodies could do what... I, I, I watched this, uh, this TED Talk once and they were talking about um, the first person to run a quarter mile. Mm-hmm. And like when they did it, they said it couldn't be done in less yeah. than a minute. I watched and that, that yes. at that point, they're like, mm-hmm. because nobody had done it in under a minute. Mm-hmm. And so if you went to your doctor and told them that I'm going to run this mm-hmm. in under a minute, it's like your heart is going to explode. That was the data available at the time. And our metrics are not the same. Agree. Right? Absolutely. I might eat a slice of pizza mm-hmm. and I feel like I can fly. Mm-hmm. You eat a slice of pizza and you want to roll and, and turn into a ball and hide in a corner somewhere. Right? So, but it goes into this pool and it says, according to the human data that we have, pizza is not good for you. Fair enough. It's good for me. It's not good for you. But because there's more of you than there is of me, the data shows that pizza is not good number, for you. Numbers can be skewed. Correct. And I think it's not personalized. And on this, there's actually another, and this is discussion for the next time. It's more about the biometric markers because I personally did something similar to it. I did a, what you call, and I'll keep it short, I did this um, gut bacteria test. Mm-hmm. Because what I noticed with me and Jess, very different bodies, we grew up in very different environments, there are certain things I could eat and I'll be fine. Certain things won't work for her. So simple thing like raisin mm-hmm. wasn't good for me, which is totally fine for her. Yeah. It changes. And once I implement it, and they, there's what you call these probiotics that works for me, and not the probiotics works for her. Yeah. And when we notice that, we're like, see, all the diet, all these, these advice about how to work out, no, they don't work because individuals are so differently wired. Correct. And based on where we are born, genetics, um, how we are adapting, right? So I, I think, for example, I grew up drinking milk. Now I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. I did not think that was possible. I, I, As a personal, I honestly did not think that was possible, but I've coming to contact with so many people, mm-hmm. that raises the question that your body is actually changing. Mm-hmm. Not, not just, not just a, like, it's almost like you're evolving in your own lifetime. Yes. So now let's go back to the future of Internet of Things. So going back to, if we are collecting so much data, Instagram and all these social media is already grabbing so much data about us, mm-hmm. about our choices. Now we are getting so much data about our personal well-being, what are the repercussions of somebody hacking into it? That is, that is a very re- real thing. Yeah. Now, and I'm sure a lot of people might disagree with this, but your data being leaked is slightly less concerning than your data being taken over by machines that are actually designed to protect you. Now, I, I want to go explain, back to... Explain, explain, Yeah, explain. I, I want to try and explain that for a second. It's like, going back to all this data is being collected. Yeah. Why is all this data being collected? Because Why? machines need to learn, right? That's the Correct. only way. Why do machines need to learn? So that they... the whole purpose of machine almost is to take care of us. We're looking for parents. It almost seems like. 
that's all we're trying to do is to not have to go and drive, to not have to open your fridge, to not have to cook, and literally just want it and it be there. That is where everything seems to be going. You, everything is supposed to be instant. Nobody wants to wait for anything. If you wait five minutes for your food to be made at a restaurant, it's no longer a fast food restaurant. Like, everything is, is rapidly going on so fast. Now, that brings us to, and I'm going to go back to a, a bit of a, a science fiction here. If you go down to any science fiction movie, the entire premise is save humanity from itself. And what does it do? The only way it knows to save humanity is to destroy humanity. It almost always comes to that. But that's our limited awareness. So I agree with you that machines, we are creating these parents. But reason we are doing it, that's what I'm saying. We are no longer the human beings. Mm -hmm. We were 20 years ago. We are no longer the human beings. And when I say we are no longer the human beings that our parents were, mm -hmm. because every generation is considered as a generation that they're doing something messed up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Boomers thought about Gen Xers. Yes. Gen Xers think about millennials and we will think about next generations that these guys are really pushing the limit but somewhere i read actually was on huffington post what's truly being human is about pushing the envelope pushing the limits if you haven't pushed the limits we won't really know because that's the difference between us and rest of the species mm -hmm. rest of the species what they do is they they maintain this equilibrium they maintain this harmony that they eat and then they get eaten and then they die and generations Cycle after them it continues mm -hmm. whereas on human beings you're always pushing the envelope yeah right so i think what we say is destruction of humanity right it could be an accident but in essence that's the only way we have known we it. we have pushed the limits of every single thing we have done so far so i think by collecting all this data, yes, there's a huge danger. Even in entrepreneurship, every single person that's listening in entrepreneurship, success rate is only 5 to 10%. Mm -hmm. Most people fail, then yeah. they succeed. Mm -hmm. But does that mean because of those 10 or 5% of people winning or succeeding, we should never try? Reason we should try it because some of the stats show that in the United States alone, 43% of the economy is run by entrepreneurs and small businesses mm -hmm. they they provide most of the jobs 43 percent that's huge that's huge so you're saying this 10 percent of the people who became successful they're able to almost take half of the economy mm -hmm. that's a huge huge contribution right that's yes yeah now internet of things i'm sure we're gonna have tons and tons of issues for example facebook in history of humanity, we never had this kind of data mm -hmm. where Cambridge Analytics type of company yeah. can skew the results of For elections, elections, or financials, you thought name process, it. Thought process. Whole social movement. Never really knew. Right. Now we know, and we can pivot. What, what would be very disturbing is to wake up one moment and realize that your toaster has taken over your house. <laughs> that would be the disturbing fact. I think. Right? <laughs> That is, that is what, that is what, it's like, if malfunctions you, it's like, will oh, happen. Yeah. It's like, oh, my toaster's, oh, like, that's fine. Oh, go on, toaster. And then you, you know that it's happening. You've accepted your role in it as now a participant and no longer creator. Mm -hmm. Make your peace with it and move on. Fair enough. And that is, that is really what it is. It's trying to control it and it controlling. And it's that push and pull that is creating the friction. Because 
you're creating a machine to do a job. And at the same time, you're preventing it from doing its job. Well, fair enough. Let's look into the future. What are the two or three sectors that you can see Internet of Things really disrupting in the next three to five years? Oh, the most, probably the most prevalent would be manufacturing. Okay. Because as user data becomes more available, it will impact the type of materials and the type of production processes that you use. And with full-on automation happening, mm -hmm. you can almost individually now, and okay, so if 3D printing becomes mainstream, which means that, say, your, your watch determines your biometrics and determines a certain product type, let's call it, a, say, your eyes need certain kind of glasses, mm -hmm. it could then feed to a central database that a manufacturer could pick and 3D print you your own special glasses that are no longer, it's not being printed to the store. This is being made for you, right? So my glasses would be different from your glasses, but they're going through the same manufacturer that is collecting the same data. And as such, there's no human interruption in the, in the process. So manufacturing is one of the segments I can totally see that. Automation. Automation, and transport. Transport and your supply chain. That is absolutely. Sub supply chain is massive. Internet of Things, it's definitely entering the new dimensions of totally uncharted territory, like totally uncharted. We have no idea what are the repercussions. We can only imagine. Yep. Just like when internet came out, like we, we thought maybe it's for browsing few sites and email. Yep. Right now, we can communicate with our rovers on Mars just because of Correct. the interconnectedness, right? So I think future is amazing. Thank you, Fifi, for your time and for being interactive about discussing the future potential of IoT and how it's going to impact the future of work and manufacturing, automation, transportation. I hope everyone found value in this episode. In upcoming episodes, we'll be talking about blockchain, artificial intelligence. And if you guys are looking for more information, more details, more technical information, please feel free to let me know my Email is hello at rehuman.com. And until next time, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Mm -hmm.